the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the greater Nashville area, here in the southern suburbs of Nashville, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart. This is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. And welcome today. It is a holiday here in America. It is Labor Day. A lot of you have a day off. And I'm guessing we will pick up some of you today who have the opportunity to listen when maybe other days you don't get to because you have work to do. But whatever the case, we're delighted to welcome you. And I trust that this may be the beginning where you'll listen as often as you possibly can. We're thankful to the Lord for the privilege we have every day, five days a week, right here on this station. Because of my travel schedule, once in a while, we plug in some preaching from a session that I did somewhere or a teaching session. And I think the one today is probably a Wednesday night teaching session that I did back earlier. And we'll do that the next couple of days here. My travel schedule gets very intense in September, so we have to use just a little bit of material like this to give me some breathing room for the travel. And I thank you for understanding that, but I do love to come to this microphone, and we do that as often as we possibly can. And uh, we appreciate you being along with us today. And remember, guys, November's coming real soon, and November 10 and 11 is the Sword of the Lord Men's Conference. And if you go to the Sword of the Lord website we have all the details there. You're going to like it, and I hope that you'll plan to come. All right, let's get right to our message today. This is one entitled, Just Do Right, and I think you'll find it helpful. So here's part one of my message, Just Do Right. I want you to turn in your Bible tonight to Proverbs chapter 20. Proverbs chapter 20, and verse 23, and the rest of the chapter. Divers' weights are an abomination unto the Lord. And a false balance is not good. Man's goings are of the Lord. How can a man then understand his own way? It is a snare to the man who devoureth that which is holy, and after vows to make inquiry. A wise king scattereth the wicked and bringeth the wheel over them. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Mercy and truth preserve the king, and his throne is upheld by mercy. The glory of young men is their strength, and the beauty of old men is the gray head. The blueness of a wound cleanseth away evil, so do stripes the inward parts of the belly. Now the whole of chapter 20 of Proverbs could be expressed in two words. It's about doing right. The whole theme of the chapter is about doing right. The question, what's right, is a hot button topic over and over again. Uh, at home, uh, at school, at the workplace, wherever we are uh, in, in today's world, that question comes up again and again. And unfortunately, a lot of times in this world, the question is not what's right in order to determine what's right and how to do it, but sometimes the debate today is to declare that there is no right and there are no absolutes because we have so many people today who have latched on to the modernist theory that everyone can do what he wants to do. Every one of us, according to that 
uh, line of reasoning can design right in line with whatever we feel like, whatever our emotions are, whatever our circumstances, uh, whatever we decide, well, that's right for us. It's the Bill Clinton mentality. Uh, today, you know, he can look you in the camera and, and tell you something, and if it fits the agenda, if it helps to accomplish his purpose, then to him that's right. I'm just saying that uh, they are, he and his um, partner are the uh, epitome of that uh, philosophy. They have uh, shown us how to do that. And a lot of people have learned how to do that. They've picked it up at Yale and Harvard and Berkeley and other places like that. And yet chapter 20 of the book of Proverbs hammers this theme about doing right. Doing right. Just, just do right. It acclaims it very strongly as, it, as is true really in all of the Proverbs and in all of the Bible. Every prophet of God. Uh, you just listen carefully to what they had to say and they'll be saying, do right. Do right. Uh, you listen to every preacher who is a preacher and you'll find him saying again and again, do right, just do right. And uh, this chapter, as with a lot of the Bible, not only acclaims the theme of doing right, but it authorizes it. It, it gives us the, the uh, authority that we need to determine moral principle and determine what is to be in vogue and what is to be uh, practiced by us. Uh, so that we can say with assurance and, and with authority, uh, this is right and that's not right. And uh, in this day and time, we need something to which we can refer. We need some authority to which we can appeal because people don't care what I think, they don't care what you think, but if there is an authority, and of course we believe that there is in Almighty God a grand authority that sets the standard for us and who establishes absolutes whereby that we can on any given day at any given point determine exactly what to do and thus do right. In fact, if you look at all of this chapter, you'll see that it not only uh, expresses the uh, acclamation of doing right and the authorizing of it, but it appreciates it so often. It commends it and uh, simply says, this is something to be enjoyed. A lot of people have the idea, if you do right, you're gonna mess up everything and have no fun at all. Well, actually, uh, it's just the opposite. If you do right, then a lot of things are right, and uh, it's just the way to go. But in today's world, doing right is, it seems like it is everlastingly disputed and debated and disrespected and defamed and discredited on every account. But you and I come together in this great convocation and I stand here tonight to give voice to our testimony and our witness and let it be known and let our record be clear. Right is right, wrong is wrong. And we believe that God has established what is right and what is wrong. Conviction is a good word. To have convictions is a good word. To compromise and be a compromiser is a dirty word. We ought not to give an inch on right. We ought not to give quarter and place to what's wrong. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, neither give place to the devil. We give him no quarter where we have authority and where we have jurisdiction. There's absolutely no wisdom in adjusting who we are and how we do things because the culture complains and clamors to have its way. And we have today a lot of our families and a lot of our churches and a lot of our people 
who are looking at whatever is espoused by NBC and CBS and CBN and whatever is espoused by the National Education Association and the ACLU and the National Organization for Women and People for the American Way and other liberal, left-wing, ungodly, immoral outfits like that. And they say, well, if they say it's okay, then, then it must be okay. And even though sometimes we don't go whole hog and go and do everything they say do, we at least start leaning in the direction that they're advocating. And we want to go to their meetings and we want to go to the places where their people are and their, their heroes become our celebrities. And, and we latch on to that. And the next thing you know, we're not even in the neighborhood where God says we ought to be. And we simply ought not to be adjusting to the culture. You know, there's a philosophy running rampant in the country now some of the church growth gurus, some of the evangelical gurus who go around telling people how to grow a church, uh, they've, uh, they've taken the philosophy that has been uh, established by the, the Willow Creek people and the Saddleback people and some others. And uh, basically the philosophy is if you want to start a church in an area, go in and take a survey, go door to door and ask people a question or two, basically to find out what they would like for a church to be. Find out what it is that they, they're looking for. Why aren't they in church? What, what would they like to have in a church? And then once they have surveyed several thousand people, they tabulate all this by computer and they come up with the answers about what their church is going to be. And so based on what the culture said in the survey, some little college graduate taught by these gurus shows up on the scene in some community and produces a church, such and such community this or the Christian center this or that. I mean, they've got all got generic names so that you couldn't possibly identify who they are. And so they go in not with biblical authority and not, not with some mandate from God, but with a mandate from the culture, from the local community. And they go in and they say, hey, this is what you want. We're going to give it to you. That catches on in the church house, it catches on at home, it catches on in the workplace, and right goes right out the window, wrong comes right in and sets up shop. And I submit to you tonight that the trends, neither the trends nor the times, must be allowed to define for us what's right and what's wrong. We must not. This chapter of Proverbs, number 20, deals with us getting right, being right, acting right, staying right, and doing right. And the Christian life really needs to have that kind of light shed upon it. Just right. No less, no more. Let's just find out what God says and plow right down that middle and say that is who we are and that's what we're about. Now when I read in this passage, and I want to walk you back through it, verse 23, he says that honesty in business is just right. Honesty in business is just right. Do you know the book of Proverbs is written basically to people that are following the Lord and to teach them how to live the godly life? It's written to teach us the principles of the Christian life. Now you wouldn't think that anybody who names God's name and names the name of Christ would need to be told, don't go out and be a crook in your business. But unfortunately, even in Christian circles, we have a lot of crooks. I mean, you know, you've all heard, oh, this Christian guy, he's got this thing going, you know? And I mean, I mean, he's got, uh, he's got land in Iceland or someplace that he wants to sell you or on the moon or something. And there, there are these folks who get in 
And yet, they do not have an honest demeanor about them at all. It's the old thing with the, you know, you go to the butcher and you order a certain something, and when he weighs it, he puts his thumb on the scale. So what's going on with him? He's a crook. You say, oh, it's only a couple of ounces. He's, he's a two-ounce crook. That same butcher sometimes, he has really choice meat, and then he has some that's not so hot, and so he puts the really nice piece on the top of the package and puts this other garbage underneath. You say, what's the deal? The guy's a crook. You say, oh, he sings in the choir on Sunday. If he pulls that kind of stuff, he's a crook. He's not following honest business practices because he's leading you and misleading you. You know, you got a car to sell. You got a car to sell, piece of junk. You go get some of that slick 50 and put in the, in the crankcase so it'll stop knocking, you know. And other such things, and, and two weeks after the guy gets it, the thing's going to be knocking again. Hey, listen, if it's got a knock in it, you either got to fix it or you got to say to the guy, she pings a little bit. <laughs> you got to be honest about it. I mean, if, you, if you're going to do what's right, you got to be honest about it. A Christian can so easily lose his testimony by practices that are just unsanctified and unholy and that are just as unscrupulous and wicked as the world. A Christian can just, he can foul up his witness. And this passage, verse 23 says, these different kinds of weights are an abomination to the Lord and a false balance is not good. That simply means that standard weights and standard measures ought to apply to everybody alike. Well, dear friends, we'll have to interrupt right there, but tomorrow we'll hear part two of this message entitled, Just Do Right. And I think if you'll stay with me, it'll be a blessing to you. Now, I do want to remind you that it's a great delight for us to be here on this station, but I love to hear from you, and I trust that you'll write me a note sometime real soon. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Look, let's get back together here again tomorrow, and I will look forward to that. I trust you will as well. Until then, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now.